Welcome to the latest episode of Too Boldly Pod, the unscripted podcast about anything and everything. And at some point, we're going to get there. Probably not, but it's a good catchphrase anyways, at least in regards to this podcast. Now, if you're a regular listener to this podcast or a friend of mine on social media, you will know, A, that little over a year ago, February of 2022, I did an episode of To Boldly Pod all about Futurama making its triumphant return yet again for the third or fourth time, depending on who you want to debate about it. But we'll get into that in a little while. And if you're a follower or a friend of mine, I, why did I say follower? I can't stand when people say they have so many followers. When I, when you, If you're a friend of mine on social media, you know that Futurama is one of my top five favorite shows of all time. Even, I might even go as far as to say, including everything that's not named Star Trek. But that's going to be a debate for another podcast, because that would be really, really hard to do. Suffice it to say, in list of favorite shows of all time, Futurama, without question, at least, in my opinion, is the greatest animated TV show of all time, in my view. That's how much I love that show. I, I'm one of those people that have watched every single episode countless amounts of times. I couldn't tell you exactly how many times I've watched each one, but I know it's definitely in double, probably somewhere in the middle of high double digits, but I couldn't tell you exactly how many times. I I wouldn't go as far as to say that I am the uber Futurama fan, but I think those are few and far between. I'm not one of those fans that will sit there and take all the alienese codes and and put them into a computer to figure out what they say. But I am a very passionate and long-time Futurama. I can say this much about Futurama. I am a fan from the very beginning when the show officially kicked off in March of 1999. So I've been a fan of the show all along. And I'm not one of those people that really get snooty about new coming fans that kind of fell into it after it kicked off. So I'm not going to be one of those people that say, I've watched it from the very beginning of March 1999, which I just kind of did. But I'm only saying it in context that, that I have watched the show from the very beginning. I'm not holding it against other people that stumbled into it after the fact and became huge Futurama fans, that's actually perfectly great, because you know what? I get annoyed by my fellow Trekkies that will 
climb aboard other people saying, oh, I've been watching Star Trek since it first started in 1966. I haven't, because you know what? I wasn't alive in 1966, but I still love that show, and it still is my favorite show of all time. Just because I wasn't there for the very first episode which was called The Man Trap, mind you, Star Trek fans. Production episode number one was where no man has gone before, but The Man Trap was the first episode. Anyways, I'm trying to get too nerdy on everyone here. So I don't hold it against people if they didn't watch Futurama from the very beginning in 1999, if they jumped in somewhere at some point in between 1999 and right now, that's great. If you if you love Futurama, that's the point of how a show like this continues to come back time and time and time again, kind of like Star Trek. Star Trek was canceled after three seasons had this big letter-writing campaign after Season 1 and Season 2, for that matter, that caused it not to get canceled by the networks. And that's kind of sort of what happened now. It's not necessarily so much a letter-writing campaign with Futurama, but the creators and the writers and the production staff and even the voice actors of Futurama knew how passionate their fan base was that every time they got canceled, they took it upon themselves to try to find another home for a TV show that they knew had a very passionate fan base and would have some sort of success elsewhere. So after it got canceled by Fox and then eventually brought back by Fox and then canceled by Fox again and then ended up on Comedy Channel or Comedy Central and then running out of its running out of steam there it ended up finding a, an extreme home in the burgeoning landscape of social media in the mid i let's say the in the, the entirety of the 21st century i mean social media really didn't explode until right around 2008-9 i know it was around before then but it really started to get big around 2008-2009 and and until now it's still big and that really drew the niche audiences together in all sorts of formats. It doesn't necessarily have to be Futurama. It's Futurama, Mystery Science Theater, Star Trek, Star Wars, any kind of passionate fan bases that are out there really found like-minded people via social media. And I think that's really... And then, of course, you, know, you had conventions and everything that really exploded it as well. But I think social media really kept the names of these franchises in the limelight, if you will, because of 
like-minded people like me that loved these shows that were able to to find other like-minded people on social media and that created a, a whole little sort of commune if you will of people like-minded people and that that showed the the makers of these shows and these franchises that you know what our audience is, is still out there is there a way that you know there's any chance of us to continue to to give them what they want which is brand new content for them to enjoy which is what we're going to talk about today because as i stated back in february of 2022 it was announced that there's a new season of futurama about to be released actually from the air date of this podcast it'll be tomorrow or tonight at midnight if you will but the official relaunch re 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 relaunch of Futurama will be July 24th, 2023. And it'll appear on Hulu. And right now, as of now, I should say, the initial season is going to be 10 episodes long. Whether they're going to do more after that, I don't really know. I'm not one of those people that, that get into all the the dirt sheets and interviews and all of that stuff to find out about future things. I prefer to wait to be excited about things like that when they officially get announced. But the same kind of thing happened with, say, Mystery Science Theater 3000. There was a, you know, the big layoff from 1999 until just a few years ago when mystery science theater relaunched on netflix and that's kind of taken a a new sort of generation of fans and brought it into the mystery science theater fold and i i'm assuming this only because i am but i'm assuming there's probably a lot of futurama and mystery science theater crossover fans because it's kind of the same type of humor, kind of a mix of very intelligent, smart, hidden humor, and mixed in with a little bit of corny, stupid humor. And I think that's kind of where Futurama and Mystery Science Theater fans tend to fall into. And of course, we all have that subset, especially with Futurama, as we we all really tend underneath of it all to be huge science fiction fans so that i think is where our base lies i could totally be wrong but i really don't think i am but in this case speaking for myself i'm absolutely positively 100% correct so with the relaunching of futurama on hulu tomorrow is they got me wanting to do a podcast about it to sort of celebrate the relaunching of it and initially i decided you know i talked to a buddy of mine at my day job he's a huge futurama fan too as a matter of fact we we trade trivia questions all the time and 
initially I was going to do like sit down and kind of do my five favorite episodes of Futurama, but it would be like me trying to figure out my five favorite Star Trek episodes. I sat down and started, well, I'm going to be honest with you, when about a eh, month and a half, two months ago, I actually started rewatching the entirety of the series to, quote, prepare myself for the relaunch so a lot of the episodes are fresh in my mind again because i've watched them so many times but more recently because i just started re-watching the entire series so initially i sat down to do this podcast to do my five favorite episodes but i realized thinking about it that i really can't like Star Trek, I can't narrow just five episodes down to my five favorite episodes because one week there might be, I might pick, I could, let's just put it this way. If I was to pick five for this podcast right now, I could do this podcast again in say a month and it would be five totally different episodes, although I'm almost willing to say war is the H word would always be in my top five. So that might be my all-time favorite episode of Futurama because that is such a brilliant and perfect episode that that one I can almost probably say that is my favorite episode of all time but i don't want to officially say it because again like i said in a month's time it could be five totally different episodes so that's how hard it is and how passionate futurama fans are with identifying favorite episodes because there really isn't very many bad episodes i mean there are some episodes that aren't as good but all of them, like like is with with Trekkies, there are episodes that are aren't really that good, and quite frankly, you might look or put it this way: a, a passive fan might sit down and and watch an episode and think, "Man, this kind of this kind of a bad episode. It kind of really stinks." Whereas a Trekkie or a fan of Futurama might not admit that it's bad because they continue to watch it over and over again, but they can admit that it's not the greatest episode. So I thought that might be an easier thing for me to do is to actually go through season by season and identify an episode from each season that I think probably isn't the strongest episode. And I don't want to use the the phrase the worst episode or a bad episode because, like I said at the beginning, I don't think there are any bad episodes of any of these. There's some that aren't quite as good or quite as strong, and a lot of them tend to be to fall in the last couple of seasons where you could kind of tell that the production and the writer's we're kind of running out of steam. They brought the show back again for the fourth time and or third or fourth time. That's debatable. And you could tell that they 
either were running out of ideas or they were really kind of getting tired a little bit. So I'm, I'm hoping that this comeback after a 10-year layoff will kind of reinvigorate the writing and production of Futurama and get it back to the strength that it really had in the early 2000s when it really had its powerhouse payday or or heyday i said payday the only payday was really matt graining and 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 the producers of the show and the voice actors and anyway but that just shows you how passionate that fans of the show are because here we are almost 17 minutes into this podcast already and they haven't even got to the point of what I wanted to do this whole thing about. So I'm just going to sort of highlight a, a few of the, in my opinion, lesser episodes, one from each season. Now, the seasons are another kind of debate in and of itself because officially this coming season that starts tomorrow will be the eighth season but some people will say that it's the 11th season because a couple of the seasons were broken into two halves but by pure definition they're just one season and then the four movies that Fox had made were kind of identified, broken into however you want to debate it or who you talk to. It's they each constitute a season or they were broken into two seasons. So, by pure definition, there are really officially only eight seasons. Well, seven currently, with the eighth getting ready to start. So we're going to do one episode from each of the previous seven seasons. And keep in mind, this is just my opinion, and I know one specifically is really going to annoy a lot of Futurama fans because it is commonly considered to be what most people say is the best episode of Futurama, but I also did this same type of podcast with Star Trek a while ago where I did episodes that I thought were kind of the weaker episodes and the most commonly perceived greatest Star Trek episode is The City on the Edge of Forever, which happens to be one of my least favorite Episodes. So keep in mind that these, all these episodes that I'm about to announce and talk about, I think they're the weaker episodes, in my opinion. Doesn't necessarily mean you think they are. You might love them, and if you do, that's perfectly great. This is all just my opinion, and that's one of the great things about shows like Futurama and Star Trek and even into the Marvel Universe and X-Files and all of these great franchises is they're so subjective. There's different things for different people. So 
you have to understand, take that into consideration when you're kind of doing a little ranking thing like I'm going to try to do these. That's what makes ranking stuff like this so hard and why all the clickbait articles that you see online and everything make fans like me so angry, so pissed off. Is because you start reading these articles and you're like, no, 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 without thinking that, A, it's just an article to get you to get to this website or click on an article or go to somebody's site and, and read it to, to get clicks, and, or it's just the author's opinion, and that's what I'm about to tell you is my opinion on some of the lesser episodes, in my opinion. And again, before I start, I'm going to preface that I don't think there's really any bad episodes of Futurama. I just think the few that I'm about to list aren't the greatest episodes. They're far superior episodes to the ones that I'm about to list. And keep in mind, oddly enough, there's a couple of them on here that are actually the last episodes of Seasons, whether they just kind of threw these in for whatever reason or whether they personally felt they had the weakest episode, they'll put those on last. I don't know, but they just happen to be, for me, the ones that I selected as least favorite of a season so kicking off with season number one will be the last episode of season one and it's one that a lot of people reference and talk about all the time and that's fry and the slurm factory and it's kind of a little bit of a play on willy wonka and i'm sure everybody that's listening to this podcast knows the episode so i'm not gonna get into detail about what the episodes are all about. I just don't think out of the 13 episodes from season number one that that was one of the stronger performances by the cast and crew. And a lot of people might say the weakest episodes are the first and second one, which is, you know, of course, Space Pilot 3000 or the series has landed because that one was kind of setting the stage and introducing everybody or all of us to all of the characters. But in and of themselves, actually, those first two seasons are really, really good, in my opinion. And season one of Futurama is really kind of like the first season of The Simpsons. It's almost kind of like it was... The Matt Groening's way of taking that first season to really set the stage and then once season two and beyond commenced is when when the genius really took off. Maybe that's a, a, a tip of the hat to the writers and the production staff or whatever to where they really had to look to see what they had, what their demographic was what they wanted to do the show about or how much they could really push the envelope. But that's season two with kind of like with the Simpsons was when Futurama really started 
to take off and explode. But I'm sure that's probably true of a lot of long-running TV series. If you go back and and watch the first season or so of a lot of long-running shows, there were probably... You could tell they were still finding their, their sea legs, if you will, in that first season, trying to see exactly what they had. And it got me thinking as I was saying that to that one exception might actually be the first season of the X-Files because when that show came on, I mean, it just kind of started running right off the get-go. It was such a great show. It wasn't until the the end near season seven that it really started to to lose its its footing, if you will. And even that last movie that they did wasn't the greatest thing. I think they just kind of, whether they had to contractually do it or not, I don't know. But it just wasn't really a good X-Files kind of story. And, and I could talk about the X-Files on another podcast, but even the reboot when they came back a few years ago and did those little mini-seasons... It was really, really good that first season. And then the second little mini-season they did wasn't quite as good. But that first reboot season was really, really fantastic. But anyways, moving on into season number two and kind of my least favorite. And this is kind of where it gets really hard to choose because season two and three are probably my, as a whole, my two favorite seasons. So it was really hard to, to to pick a least favorite episode in this season because I tried to stay away from like the the Xmas story episodes and the anthology of interest episodes where they kind of have three little mini episodes within one and I I tried to stay away from those because those are kind of the obvious ones to choose. So I picked begrudgingly. For season two, I picked The Honking, which is sort of a cross-play on kind of Christine and the Wolfman and Dracula, a whole mix of different sort of topics all mixed into one. And it's a good episode. I just didn't think it was the greatest episode of the season. And it might partially play a part in the broadcast date of it or the production date of it if you're watching them in chronological order like I usually do it falls right after probably one of my favorite episodes which is war is the h word so I might my, my standards are really high after watching war is the h word and then the honking is next and you're like okay this isn't Nowhere near as good as War is the H-Word. So that's probably it. In Season 3, again, I'm trying to avoid, like, the the Xmas episodes, like A Tale of Two Santas, or, again, we had a Anthology of Interest 2 in Season 3. I'm trying to avoid those, because those, those are the easy ones to pick, so... I think the one that I chose begrudgingly is Bendless Love. And 
it's just not one of my favorite episodes. And again, it might be because of what it's surrounded by in as far as episodes go. Because just before it is the bird bot of Icecatraz, which is a really fantastic episode. And then following it is one of, again, probably I would list in my top ten favorite episodes of all time. And that's The Day the Earth Stood Stupid. So... Again, begrudgingly, that's why I pick that episode for season number three. Now, season number four is where I'm going to get into some trouble with a lot of people, or make some people mad, if you will. And just like I said at the beginning of this, don't take any of this personally, because this is just my personal opinion. And I think the weakest episode of the original run... I will say that much. I won't say the entire series because we haven't gone through the entire series. And as I stated earlier, the last couple seasons of the initial first run or fourth run or however many. The initial run up till 2013, the last couple of seasons weren't quite as good as the initial beginning Fox run or what have you, but for sake of this podcast, in my opinion, the weakest episode of season four is probably a lot of people's favorite episode of the entire run of Futurama. It's most definitely the one that gets talked about the most in social media groups, but to me it's just, eh, and that's the episode... Jurassic Bark, and I know everyone's going to say, yeah, that's the, the one with the dog, right? Yes, that's the one with Seymour, and it's a lot of people's favorite episodes, but much like Star Trek and the City on the Edge of Forever, I'm just kind of meh on that episode. It doesn't really do it for me. It's good, but I just don't think it's as great as most people think it is and it's fine i'm perfectly accepting of being in the minority when it comes to that selection that's the great thing about shows like this again like last season it could have a lot to do with what it's surrounded by two of my shows that i would have listed as as two favorites and that would be before it was bender should not be allowed on tv and right after it is definitely one of my favorite episodes and that's crimes of the hot such brilliant episodes and a few episodes after that would be another one the trekkie and me where no fan has gone before so jurassic bark to me is just kind of a meh episode but that's like I said, just an opinion. So after season four, we had the, the five-year layoff before we got the Fox movies that got released. And I decided what I wanted to do with these is I just wanted to pick kind of my least favorite of the four Fox movies that were released. And it was re really, really hard to do, but I think it's kind of simple. I... I think my least favorite of the four, I know it's almost easier in this aspect to pick a favorite of the four 
which in my opinion would be Bender's Game. But I think my least favorite is the the last one, the Into the Wild Green Yonder. And even though it kind of ended with with an opening to where they might be done, but yet there's an opening to come back. They ended it brilliantly, but they it just wasn't the strongest episode in my opinion. And then again, there was a few-year layoff in between the movies and when Futurama made its return on Comedy Channel. And with episode 6 in 2010, and this is where you kind of get into the debate with people about whether there's 8 seasons or 11 seasons, because these seasons on Comedy Channel were were broken into two parts. They were... 26 episodes each, but they were broken into 13 episode sort of half seasons, if you will. But they're all considered one production season. So I decided just to kind of clump the, some people will call it four seasons, into two seasons. Because that's really how their production went. And it was kind of hard that first comeback season on comedy channel because they came back so strong to to pick a least favorite episode but i think one that i probably didn't think was the greatest of 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 episodes in my opinion in that first season was the episode known as the mutants are revolting which is the one where we, we learned a lot about the the mutants and how they... Well, you all know the story about the episode, so I'm not going to bore you with that. I just didn't think that was one of the, the better episodes. The way they utilized Leela and her parents and the mutants under New New York before I thought was great. And they kind of brought them all up and then included them which might have been their plan all along but i just didn't think that was the 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 best episode of that season which brings us to our final season on comedy central from 2012 2013 and that would be season seven and this is kind of where i stated at the beginning that they really kind of seem like they were running out of steam a little bit as far as the writing goes or their production goes. They didn't really seem to have the kind of passion or the ingenuity or the brilliance that they had in earlier seasons and earlier episodes where I could go through. And that's why it was so hard with some of those early seasons to pick a least favorite episodes because they were all so fantastic and then when i get to this season i look at a lot of them and i'm like yeah it was good but it wasn't great but and there wasn't really a ton in this final season that i would really consider to be great but for sake of this podcast i like i said i actually just finished watching this season last weekend to be ready for the relaunch so they're all kind of fresh in my head and it was hard to choose one that i didn't think 
Again, I don't think any of them in the entire season, I would, none of these episodes in this seventh season would would probably fall in my top ten list of greatest, but none of them are are totally bad. But it was hard to pick one that I really wanted to use as my least favorite. But I kind of ended up doing it just saying 31st Century Fox is probably the one I would choose. Even though, and I'm going to take a lot of heat for this too, that I really didn't think the last episode, Meanwhile, was all that great either. I thought there was a better way for them because they knew at that point that that was going to be the end one. And I thought they ended it well enough with Fry and Leela. I just thought there would have been a better conclusion to the series than that one but as my friend at the day job said they did kind of leave it open in case they ever came back so there is a a way kind of like they did with the movies that that you know the show could come back if it ever did and i think maybe that's kind of why they did it that's one of the beautiful things about the producer's and the writers of this show, they're all so damn smart. So I, mean, I forget how many PhDs were on the writing staff of the show. And David X. Cohen and Matt Grady are, are so brilliant. As, and, and, and that Bible for Futurama must just be something I'd love to get my hands on to read. But... They they're like they always think ten steps ahead, so it's almost like they know they're gonna get canceled, but at some point they're gonna come back. So they they leave a little sliver of an opening there, knowing that they can work their way through it. And that's the beauty I think about this show is there's just so much as many times as I've watched each episode that. It's almost like every time I watch them, there's some that I know by heart. I don't know them all by heart, but there are some that I do know by heart. And even those ones I know by heart, there are still lines and jokes that I that don't really sink in or that I don't notice or notice or realize until, say, like the 50th time that I watch it. I'm like, oh my god, I never even realized that. And that's, that's the great thing about Futurama, in my opinion, is there's so much in it to unwrap. You can get by all the dialogue and all the jokes and everything, and then you start paying attention to the animation and all the stuff they hide in the animation for you to find. It's like a nonstop Easter egg for going on eight seasons now so there's so much to unwrap and i think that's why it has such a a great following because there's so much to offer a little bit for everybody it's just it's for sci-fi people like me it's for people that just love comedy for people that love animation they make fun of themselves it's such an all-encompassing great show and i really hope that this new season that starts tomorrow is going to keep that legacy going and it's not gonna just be a here's a little tip of the hat you wanted more episodes we just threw 10 together and that's it i really hope it comes back and 
is as strong as it was when it was on Fox in the 2000s and Comedy Central in that at least the first season of Comedy Central. I don't think the last one was the greatest, but we've talked about that already. So I'm really looking forward to the new series. And if you have any thoughts about Futurama, let me know on Facebook or Twitter at Too Boldly Pod. And I'm sure after this season completely airs on Hulu, I'll probably come back on here and talk about the new season after its entirety. And as usual, I don't have a closer for this, so I will just do a very terrible Bender impression and say, We're back, baby!